Good morning, faithful listener. You are listening to the Bible Explained podcast, where the Bible gets explained. So grab your cup of coffee and stay tuned as we read through the book of Luke. Hello and good morning, faithful listener. You have tuned into the Bible Explained podcast, where the Bible gets explained. So today we're going to be talking about Luke chapter 11, verses 37 through 54. And tell me what you did over the weekend. I just got back from a trip. I went kayaking for eight miles and got the worst sunburn of my life. And (laughs) yeah, my, my white skin just, it can't handle three hours of sun. It just can't. I'm telling you, I got such a bad sunburn. So now I'm like, I'm like trying to maneuver around so my sunburn doesn't hurt too bad. But tell me what you did over the weekend. Go and contact me at p40ministries.com slash contact and let me know what you did this weekend. So let's talk about Luke 11 verses 37 through 54. Grab your Bible and your cup of coffee and let's go ahead and talk about this. I'll be reading out the W.E.B. version as I always do. Now, as he spoke, a certain Pharisee asked him to dine with him. He went in and sat at a table. And when the Pharisee saw it, he marveled that he had not first washed himself before dinner. The Lord said to him, now you Pharisees cleanse the outside of the cup and the platter, but your inward part is full of extortion and wickedness. You foolish ones. Didn't he who made the outside make the inside also? But give for gifts to the needy those things which are within and behold, all things will be clean to you. But woe to you, Pharisees, for you tie the mint and rue and every herb, but you bypass justice and God's love. You ought to have done these and not to have left the other undone. Woe to you, Pharisees, for you love the best seats in the synagogues and the greetings in the marketplaces. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites, for you are like hidden graves and the men who walk over them don't know it. One of the lawyers answered him, teacher, in saying this, you insult us also. And he said, Woe to you lawyers also, for you load men with burdens that are difficult to carry, and you yourselves won't even lift one finger to help carry those burdens. Woe to you, for you build the tombs of the prophets, and your fathers killed them. So you testify and consent to the works of your fathers, for they killed them, and you build their tombs. Therefore also the wisdom of God said, I will send to them prophets and apostles, and some of them will kill and persecute that the blood of all the prophets, which was shed from the foundation of the world, may be required of this generation, from the blood of Abel to the blood of Zechariah, who perished between the altar and the sanctuary. Yes, I tell you, it will be required of this generation. Woe to you, lawyers, for you took away the key of knowledge. You didn't enter in yourselves, and those who were entering in, you hindered. As he said these things to them, the scribes and the Pharisees began to be terribly angry and to draw many things out of him, lying in wait for him and seeking to catch him in something he might say that they might accuse him. So this is basically Jesus arguing with the Pharisees. <laughs> and he's saying how hypocritical they are while being at a Pharisee's house for dinner. And so it says here, that the certain Pharisee asked him to dine with him. We don't know what Pharisee this was, but a certain Pharisee was like, Jesus, come dine with us. Now, the Pharisees didn't like Jesus to start out. So why would a Pharisee ask Jesus to dine with them? There was clearly something else going on behind the scenes. But Jesus went. He was like, okay, I'll come and have dinner at your house. 
So as Jesus goes into the house, the Pharisees immediately start with their crap. And they're just like, Jesus, how come you didn't do the ceremony uh, hand washing thing before you started eating? And he just like sat down at the table. And Jesus gets really mad. He was just like done with their nonsense by this point. And so (laughs) he becomes controversial. And he starts telling them where they're going wrong. He says, look at you, Pharisees, you cleanse the outside of the cup and of the platter, but your inward part is full of extortion and wickedness. So he's saying to them, you do this ceremony where you wash your hands extensively before you eat every single time with clean water. And we went into that with the with the um, with one of the guests, I think back in season two, we talked about this, where It wasn't just that they would wash their hands. This was like grueling work that they would have had to have a servant do because the water had to be super clean. And back in these days, like water was not super duper clean. And there was also the fact that the Pharisees would have to like carry the water with them. No matter like say they had to go somewhere, they would have to have somebody to carry this water for them so they could perform the ritual of the hand washing and do it if they're like out on the road. So this was like grueling work that didn't need to be done. So Jesus is like, look, you guys are so uh, concerned about doing this hand washing ceremony every time you eat or drink something, but yet you don't wash the insides of yourselves. He says, you are filled with extortion and with wickedness. You are foolish is what he says. So Jesus goes on to say, isn't God who created the outside of your body, didn't he also create the inside of your body? So why are you focusing so much on the outside stuff when you should be focusing on the inward stuff, the stuff that God truly cares about, the heart? I mean, what else does God care about? He cares so much about the heart, the intentions of everything. And Jesus is telling these Pharisees that their intentions are evil. They're full of extortion and wickedness. And so he says, Woe to you, which is like a warning to the Pharisees. Woe to you, Pharisees. You tie the mint and every herb, but you bypass justice and God's love. So out of their gardens, the Pharisees go in and and don't forget the tithing stuff that we've been talking about in the Old Testament. And the Pharisees knew about tithes. So they'd go out into their garden, their tiny little vegetable or herb garden, and they would go and pick a 10% of everything and make sure that they're coming down to the tiniest little details of the 10% of their herb garden, of their mint and their rue and their herbs. I don't know what rue is, if I'm being honest, but all their herbs in their herb garden. And I have an herb garden. <laughs> it doesn't look very pretty, if I'm being honest. It's it's kind of on the sad side. But uh, basically, the Pharisees would go in and pick off every 10th leave or something. And it's it's kind of ridiculous, you know, how crazy they got with it. Because that wasn't what God was looking for. He was looking for your heart. That you recognize that this herb plant was from God and that you wanted to tithe because You were thankful for God for giving you that herb plant or your garden or whatever else. It wasn't wrong to tithe from the garden, but the Pharisees were getting ridiculous with it. They were making it legalistic. In other words, they were making it all about the rules without focusing in on what God really cared about. God just wanted the Pharisees to be thankful. That was the whole point of the tithe, to prove that you were thankful for what God had given you. But the Pharisees weren't really thankful. 
They just were trying to follow rules and regulations. They were legalistic. It all came down to the rules for them and not the relationship that they would have with God the Father. So Jesus says, you bypass justice and love while overly being ridiculous with your herb garden. Then you forget about love. You forget about the people who need God's love and justice. You forget about justice for widows and orphans. Jesus talks about that plenty of times with the Pharisees. So Jesus goes on to say, you should have done those things, the things that matter, the important things. So then in verse 43, woe to you Pharisees, for you love the best seats in the synagogues and the greetings in the marketplaces. Woe to you scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites, for you are like hidden graves and the men who walk over them don't even know it. So Jesus is basically saying that they are arrogant. You know, they love all the handshakes. They want the attention of being Pharisees. They want the attention of being pastors and leaders. But yet on the inside, they're filled with bones, dead people. They're like hidden graves and the people don't know it. The people are trusting the Pharisees without knowing what they're really made of. And that's just a lesson to leaders all over the place. We have to be really careful who we're following. We have to be really careful who we're looking to because they could be like these hidden graves Jesus talks about that the people just don't know what's on the inside. So we have to watch out for that. And God says that you will know them by their fruit. And then the fruits of the spirit are love, joy, peace, long suffering. In other words, patience, gentleness, goodness. I don't remember all of them, but those are the fruits of the spirit. The spirit produces those kinds of good things in a person's life if they have the Holy Spirit. And that is how Jesus says you will know a leader if they show these qualities, love, joy, peace, patience. So after this, one of the lawyers is angry at Jesus because apparently Jesus was was, was with a, a huge group of people and there was a lawyer there. Now, the lawyers would interpret God's law, right? So one of the lawyers answered him, teacher, in saying this, you insult us also. You're insulting the lawyers too by saying all this. And Jesus is like, yes, woe to you lawyers also. (laughs) In verse four, he's like, I just find that so funny. Jesus was not afraid to offend. Whenever you hear things about how like, oh, Jesus was so loving and so merciful and such a hippie and blah, blah, blah. No, he was actually kind of fiery and he was unafraid to offend the the people at that time. And it wasn't just the Pharisees and the lawyers he did this to. It was the multitudes. Don't forget, Jesus just recently yelled at the multitudes. We talked about that back up on, uh, I think, on Thursday. Because here's what he says to the, the multitudes. This is an evil generation back in verse 29. And that's not directly going just to the Pharisees. So you have to remember that. Like everybody's like, oh, the Pharisees, those Christians out there. Well, no, it wasn't just Jesus attacking the Pharisees. Jesus was pointing out the flaws of an entire generation of people. Because here's what he said. We talked about this all on Thursday. The queen of the South will rise up in judgment with the men of this generation. The entire generation Jesus is talking about is not just the Pharisees. So don't forget that when you hear something like, oh, Jesus was a liberal. He was he was a lawbreaker. He was a hippie. He was uh, just filled with love and and uh, peace for everybody. And he didn't care about sin. And he only cared about making sure that those evil Pharisees, those 
evil Christian-y people were put in their place. That's absolutely wrong. Jesus was focused on teaching people the correct way. It didn't matter who they were. He puts his, his disciples in their place. He puts the generation, the multitudes in their place. And he puts the Pharisees and the lawyers in their place. So you can't just think he only targets the Pharisees because that's absolutely not right. He targets untruth in all capacities. So there is nothing wrong with targeting untruth because Jesus did it and it didn't matter who it was. He targeted untruth to bring people to the actual truth. And that's what it says that we're supposed to do too. We are supposed to tell people the truth. So here's what he says to the lawyers. You lawyers, you load men with burdens that are difficult to carry. And you yourselves won't even lift a finger to carry those burdens. So the lawyers would interpret the law and they they decided all these different crazy things. They'd be like, oh, you're supposed to do this and this and this when it wasn't actually there. They would just make stuff up. And Jesus is like, you put all these burdens on these people, but yet, yet you don't even follow them yourselves because they're so treacherously burdensome. He says, woe to you, for you build the tombs of the prophets and your fathers killed them. It's people like you that killed the prophets, yet you're, you're you know, building their tombs, making them so famous and, and, and making the tombs look so beautiful. But yet your fathers and people that were like you were the ones who killed the prophets. And then he says, so you testify and consent to the works of your fathers, for they killed them and you build their tombs. Therefore, also the wisdom of God said, I will send to them prophets and apostles, and some of them will kill and persecute that the blood of all the prophets, which was shed from the foundation of the world may be required of this generation from the blood of Abel to the blood of Zechariah, who perished between the altar and the sanctuary. So Zechariah was a prophet that was pretty famous. And we don't know exactly if this is the same Zechariah. Many people believe it was that eventually Zechariah did die between the altar because the people just killed them. The people just killed Zechariah. And Jesus is basically claiming that the lawyers are the ones who are doing this stuff. The lawyers, even though they didn't necessarily kill Zechariah or Abel or any of the other prophets because they weren't alive at that point. They condone the people who do that in Jesus's generation. They condone it. And then they ended up doing it to Jesus and to some of the disciples as well. They persecuted the disciples and the church. So Jesus is calling the lawyers murderers. They're murderers for doing this and they condone murder by doing this. He says, woe to you lawyers, for you took away the key of the knowledge. You didn't enter in yourselves. And those who were entering in, you hindered. So Jesus is like, you took away knowledge from the people. The people were able to have knowledge and now you're filling it instead with all this garbage. The people had the law and now you're interpreting it differently. You took away the key of knowledge. And he says, people were believing it and you hindered them. You didn't enter into knowledge yourselves. And then you forced people in with you. You confused the people with your ridiculous regulations. So after Jesus says all these things, the Pharisees go crazy. They are so angry at Jesus, the lawyers and the Pharisees. And so, and the scribes as well, they began to be terribly angry is what it says. 
and to draw many things out of him. Lying in wait for him and seeking to catch him in something that he might say that they might accuse him. So they hated him after this. And imagine Jesus knowing this. Imagine Jesus going into that house, sitting down with the Pharisees, knowing he's going to make them that angry and still saying it because he needed to tell them the truth. And there's clearly possibly a disciple here with Jesus hearing all this happen because this got written down. So Jesus was telling this truth, not just to the Pharisees, but to the entire world. It's not just the Pharisees. It's everybody who does things similar to the Pharisees. They don't have to be Christians. A lot of times they are Christians. They don't have to be, though. It could be anybody. Anybody that is twisting the truth and instead replacing it with a lie, like the lawyers did. And Jesus called them out for doing this. So what are we as Christians supposed to do? Are we supposed to just sit back and allow the generation we're living in to lie? Or are we supposed to stand up and fight the way Jesus did? All right, friends. Well, thanks so much for tuning into this episode. And I'm glad that uh, you're here. And if it convicted you, share it. Share it on your social media platforms and tell people that the Bible Explained podcast exists. I'm very thankful to everybody that's tuning in on uh, YouTube. And I'm thankful to everybody who's tuning in to each individual episode. If you would be willing to rate the podcast five stars and write a comment, that'd be an excellent way to continue to share the Bible Explained podcast. Well, friends and faithful listeners, have a wonderful rest of your day. Happy listening and God bless. Oh,